Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CP Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lauren Stone, and tonight we are joined by Dr. Amy Calvin. She worked in the booming town of Orange, New South Wales after graduating in 2017 from CSU. Amy is currently completing her graduate diploma in restorative and aesthetic dentistry with the Australasian College of Dental Practitioners, ACDP. She has completed a vast array of previous CPD and communication courses to continuously lift her dental game. She's always pursuing excellence in adhesive and digitally driven dentistry at Orange Family Dental. Dr. Amy Calvin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Happy Friday. <laughs> um, so to get the show going, um, let's. Uh, you've mentioned communication courses, and you know, currently doing the graduate dip in restorative and aesthetic dentistry. Tell us about your CPD journey so far. Ultimately, what got you into doing the grad dip? Oh, well, um, I guess I'll cover off on communication because I think that is totally number one because we don't get to do all this cool stuff that we learn unless we can communicate it to the patient in a way where they can get behind it and they can get really excited. Um, so I was very blessed with my communication courses. I joined a practice uh, that when I was a dental assistant in um, while I was at uni and then before I saw my first patient I was off to prime speak and then we did it every single year prime speak masters all the primes all that jazz so wow. I'm like followed the prime from very <laughs> from the very start so that's really handy and then um, I just yeah in my first couple of years or ever since I graduated I was just doing uh, every single course that I could do and Whatever I could afford and wherever I could go, I was doing it. <laughs> um, and so I did lots of cool things. And then when it ultimately when it came to bringing them all together, I'd done a few courses with Chris Ho. Um, and then I also I took my brother to get some implants by him. Um, and then he mentioned that this was going to come up. So I was just looking out for it. And then it was just so pumped to jump on and get into the first cohort of the ACDP um, grad dip. So you mentioned communications was basically where you were starting. And then after that, you kind of dabbled in a whole range of things. So what, what kind of things were you kind of dabbling in? Oh, well, I did everything. So I've, I've been to those big conferences where they have like millions of speakers. And then I did like advanced endo I did injectable resins. I've done veneers, anterior crowns, uh, CBCT course. I thought that was good. Um, occlusion course. And I guess, yeah, they're kind of like pieces of the puzzle. And then you can bring them all together in a, in a like, I guess, more structured course. And then also I found hearing things more than once was so good because we all know how much we retain when we go to a weekend and 
you know, on that weekend, you might hang out with your friends on Saturday nights or Sundays, a little rusty. <laughs> we all know what CPD is also good for, catching up with yes. people. Um, so, yeah, li- hearing all that stuff, like, oh, stratum, like I did that at, um, you know, with Johan and Barat, I did that. And then that was kind of done similar-ish again in the ACDP. And it was just so good to get it again. Like, you're just picking up more stuff. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So, you know, of all those CPDs, what has had the biggest clinical impact on your dentistry today? Ooh, that's a tough one because it's all coming together. I mean, yeah, the communication, I guess, just is the easy answer to that because I think because of my communication skills and that I have had those from early on, then all this cool stuff that I can learn, I can, like, convey that to patients. So then they're like, oh, yes, that sounds so great. Well, let's do that Invisalign. Definitely, like, I, I can see that, how that's going to work. And we've gone through the ClinCheck and they're so pumped and committed to that as well. So I think it, communication underpins it all. But then learning all that cool stuff is just like, you have to know it. You need to know. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess some people like to think, you know, plan for it, Um but did you feel like you planned for it or was it more like, you know, you just kind of seeing what was available, what kind of, you know, you wanted or, you know, was there a bit of structure to it or was it more kind of like, if this is what I can do at my practice, uh, I should kind of dabble more into that because I don't feel as comfortable. What was, was there a bit of structure behind it or was it, you know? Uh, definitely at first it was more of an ad hoc situation just like (laughs) that looks good cool sign me up um but then yeah I started to I started to go to a point where I was like okay this year I'm gonna work on my surgery all right off I go let's hang out with the oral surgeon let's um do the CBCT course so I feel comfortable diagnosing and reading my CBCT you know so then I did start to break it down into piece by piece to really focus on one kind of area at a time um in and and I guess I also worked out what I didn't love doing every day (laughs) as well um so yeah and then in uh what's that um oral surgery oral surgery (laughs) I like white and pink and red can red can stay away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you meant I think, you know, it was interesting that you mentioned the CPCT because, you know, a lot of um, it's not a it's not mandatory, I don't think, in New South Wales, but I think in other states it is. Um, you know, so um, that's good on you that you kind of took that, you know, that bit step further. Did you take that through, um, was it through a dental organization or was that through, um, you know, one of those ADA courses that? Um, that was through Louise, Dr. Louise Brown in Victoria. I think most Victorians would know her because she runs a lot of the courses. She has a company called Teledent. So, Prior to me doing the course, I might take a CBCT and if it was uh, it like included sinuses or a bit of, you know, stuff I didn't really feel comfy diagnosing, I would send it off to her and she would report on it. So I didn't do the course to exclude that, but then just doing the course um, really helped me feel more comfortable and, um, yeah, I didn't have to send everything off to her. I felt comfy doing that myself. And it was amazing what you could learn from going through your CBCTs as well. 
Fair enough, fair enough. So tell us, I mean, we talked about it briefly um, before this, but, you know, tell us about the grad dip that you're doing at the moment and how you're finding it. Um, so right at this point in time, <laughs> it's kind of a stressful um, thing. Uh, but um, as the, the great Chris Ho says, nothing good comes if you don't have to suffer a little. So right now... <laughs> Um, no pain, no gain. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, hey, we put our patients through that all the time, don't we? Like, come on, you, you'll be right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm doing my literature review right now, um, which is on the dento-alveolar compensation mechanism, something I didn't even know existed before I started the course. Um, and then the more I read... I feel like the more I don't know, it's just like, <laughs> you just open up and open up and open up. And <laughs> yeah, that's it's a can of worms, isn't it? You just keep going, keep going. Yeah. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah, your mind just gets overwhelmed at one point and then, you know, when you kind of can condense it all. I think it's kind of like one of those situations, like, you know, when you're studying for an exam, you're just like overwhelmed, but afterwards you're like, wow, like I feel like I've learned so much. Yeah, totally. So I'm feeling that pressure now, but. It'll be really nice in a fortnight when that's all done. <laughs> so most of our viewers probably don't know, but you've previously done a bachelor's degree in clinical science with a research project in early detection of oral cancers um, in the rural area. Is that a mere coincidence or did that have something to do with you realize you wanted to become a dentist? Oh, I definitely, I always, oh, I knew from, I think it was year eight. So before that, absolutely terrified of the dentist like you couldn't get me there to save my life <laughs> then I fell off my bike and I broke my front tooth had Christmas Eve big class four chunk out of my front tooth went to a dentist had a needle guess what my life didn't end <laughs> and then I thought I was so relieved when it was done and I was like whoa this is this is actually so much better than I thought actually this is a pretty cool job so um, then, yeah, then I did clinical science pri um, prior to dentistry. So, um, yeah, that's why my research project was dentally driven because I always knew dent was my place and um, I still know dent is my place. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, so following on from that, you know, who have been your biggest mentors or idols, you know, in your career path and why? Oh, I think it all started, um, so I uh, grew up in Tari and it all started with hanging out with the local oromagdalofacial surgeon in the holiday, like in my uni holidays with my, like my first undergrad, Yeah, hanging out with him, doing like watching, I was in there with the suction and they're like, um, I had to do the saline by hand. It was really tricky. And I was just in there doing, having so much fun, learning about so much. And he was so nonchalant, like, because of course, he's a Mac tech, you know, they're brilliant minds. And he's <laughs> like, oh, just hold this chisel while I, <laughs> I'm just getting rid of some of the, the, the bone around the nasal area to find that impacted mesiodens. And like, I'm just, whoa. So that was Kenny Dawson. Um, and yeah, so, and then honestly, like uh, as I grow, go through my career, I think that the specialists around us are the most beautiful, generous with their time people. I get so much from them. I'm always emailing, texting, hey, let's go for dinner as well. Like I'm going to chew your ear off 
for like an hour and a half about dental stuff. <laughs> so yeah, um, I really do get a lot from all the specialists in the area. They always, I haven't met a mean one yet. They're always so nice and, and yeah, just very generous with their time and knowledge. That's awesome. I love your passion. I can hear it through, through all the things that you're saying. It's funny how, you know, oral surgery is what's got you in and then, but then at the other end, you're just like, actually, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I don't think all that chisel and hammering is good enough for me. Kenny, Kenny would be so ashamed of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's, um, let's segue a little bit to, you know, what, you know, other people, you know, um, don't talk about as much about, you know, any particular struggles, you know, or um, during your CP journey or, you know, some of the difficulties that, you know, some of the viewers might not know, have known about. Um, with, when it comes to CPD, I think that I found, because I was just doing so many courses, sometimes I probably did a course that was a bit too advanced for my dental years. So... Um, like for instance, I went to the advanced contemporary endodontics ADA course. It goes for two days. It was an awesome course. The speakers were amazing. I learned so much, but like there was an exercise where we had to get a post out of a tooth. Like it was a, a human tooth that we had sent in and then they had put a post in it and, and I couldn't get this post out. I, I could not get this post out. <laughs> Where's the forceps? Where's the forceps? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, and I do kind of think when I did that course, I was like, oh, I kind of wish that I did that a little bit later. And I'm sure we'll all go to courses and think, oh, like when in hindsight, when you sit back two years later, you'll think, oh, I wish I did that a bit later or I could do that again and I would get even more out of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand what you're You know, I, funny enough, I actually attended that same course. And um, I I actually felt that, um, yeah, I mean, I picked it because I felt like I wanted to improve a little bit more on my endodontic side of things. But, you know, there was a lot of things going on. I felt like I, was, I couldn't pack it all into that one practical side of things. And I had to kind of slow it down and just do some of those exercises. And then to your point, you know, it's like one of those things, it's like, do I need, I need this equipment to do this kind of procedure. And it's like, if I don't have it, how do I do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you, you know, well. that some courses that, you know, looks amazing. It sounds like we should do it, but then we realize after, the, but then it's not one of those situations. Like if we don't do it, you would never know that you know, this probably wasn't, but yeah. Exactly. 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 Uh, you and I probably went into it with the same thing. Like, are they going to teach me more about like the right width and the right files and all this stuff? And then they were like, all right, we're going to do an MTA plug. And you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. How, I, how do I manipulate this? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, so what would you say your current ideal clinical day looks like at the moment? You know, the types of procedures you might be getting up to. Yeah, so um, I definitely it's good to have at least one challenging um, thing per day. So that might be like a veneer preps, veneer cement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, then, you know, mix that up. Uh, we, have, we don't have hygienists, so we're still doing our checkup and clean. We can do some nice fillings and stuff like that. Um, I was getting a bit bored with fillings, but then when I redid... Um, 
stratum like Baratin and Johan's course, I was like, I can make fillings exciting again by adding extra steps and staining and shaping and making it pretty and taking photos so that kind of reinvigorated fillings for me again so that was cool um and then I'm into Invisalign Go as well so it's good to see those people coming back for reviews progressing that kind of stuff yeah I don't mind all that kind of stuff throw a bit of endo in throw an emergency that's always fun I like a good facial swelling that's that's cool (laughs) Well, I'm sure Barat and Johan would uh, love to hear that that they've reinvigorated your um, your your desire for restorative dentistry. Exactly. I mean, you got to have the passion. <laughs> um, so, you know, share with us uh, what you want. You hope your ideal clinical day would look like in five years time. Ooh, well, I mean, if I could cherry pick. Um, then my ideal day would probably involve like my challenge would probably be like full mouth rehab situation. Um, that's definitely what the ACDP diploma is allowing me to progress into. I, I was dabbling in that, um, cautiously dabbling, but now I am actually like, yeah, I'm getting into it. We're doing, you know, full mouth rehab on lays, veneers up the front, all that kind of stuff. So that is really exciting. Um, and I love how that changes people's lives. Like, like when you do that insert and yeah, you've really created something for them. So that would be a big part of my day, hopefully in five years time. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, the general, I don't think I want to specialize. I'm a general dentist through and through. What do you call, <laughs> what does Lincoln Harris call it? A specialist, a, a specialist general. A special, <laughs> <That> can... <laughs> a general special interest, eh? <laughs> Having cool. special interest in certain things, yeah. That's I think. Yeah, that's well, me. I mean, in, in, to 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 I guess supplement your um your graduate. But are you thinking about any other particular CBD that you might want to add on to that? Or oh yes. So <laughs> we um had Dave Davey Alley Man in. Um, with all of his biomimetic stuff. And I was like, oh, I can see my next, my next thing <laughs> happening there. Um, and then when the borders open, you know, down the track, I'd love to go and complete my course once a year. I mean, it looks like they eat good food at lunch, like we do in <laughs> Chatswood. But um, yeah, that looks pretty cool and pretty special to be over there in that course education center as well. So yeah, I guess big and small things on the horizon, hey? That drawer full of snacks, is that what you're referring to, that fridge? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. I just saw that they have, like, really fancy lunches, and I am totally about eating nice food on course. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure we'll keep that in mind. Um, so, what? I mean, I guess, I guess we kind of dabbled on it, you know, what kind of CPDs that, you know, you didn't find so beneficial um, and what would you do differently next time. But it's kind of one of those things that you kind of mentioned briefly you know the endo one that was a bit advanced for you at the time but you know um yeah was, was there any other CPU that you felt that um wasn't as beneficial at that time and you would do differently next time um I don't know if I had my time again I probably don't know if I would go to so many of those um like big conferences where they have like lots of different little speakers. I think, I guess it's a good segue because then you, you're kind of learning, you're like, all right, I want more of that. I want to know more. Um, 
And yeah, so um, I would say those are probably the ones that I wouldn't like, I, I wouldn't put as much emphasis on. Um, mm. But then definitely like another course that I would like, I probably would do again now having more knowledge is yeah. um, Tom Giblin's occlusion course because mm-hmm. there was just so much information to get out of it. And then now that I'm actually in that full mouth rehab zone, in that ortho mindset of changing occlusion, how's the wear looking? Can we get the patient into a better spot? Then I reckon I would absorb a lot more just having extra knowledge. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it? Like you kind of wish you kind of could go back, rehash over it. Um, and then, you know, um, absorb it a little bit better. It's one of those tricky things. Um, oh, I'm not ashamed to do a course again. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's interesting that you mentioned, um, you know, where the ones where it, the conferences where you have snippets of everything. I think that I, I agree with you. I find that a lot of those are a lot more like teasers um, for what's yeah. to come, right? They're just kind of like, oh, here's an hour of what we can kind of talk about. And, you know, if you want to find out more, you're going to attend this course and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But then I'll say, like, I, I went to Encompass. That was one in Sydney. Did you go to that one a couple of years ago? I did and I didn't. But the one with um, Chris Ho and um, Anthony Mack in it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty inspiring. Like, like, they had this massive, like, curved screen up the front and they just were taking the most beautiful photos. And I was looking at all these. I mean, sure, they were coming in hot and strong, boom, boom, boom. But I was like, how do I become like these people? I. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so then I guess I'm trying to go in those kind of directions and trying to do the right stuff to, I guess, follow follow the leader. Like you always say on the podcast, like you're, you know, see what what do they do and how do you get there? Yeah, yeah. You might have to just call them both up and say, hey, how do I become like you? <laughs> so um, much suffering. So much suffering. <laughs> um, well, it looks like we're reaching that point today now. Um, kind of keeping these um, interviews short and high yield. Dr. Um, Amy Clark. <laughs> Dr. Amy Galvin, thank you for coming on the show today. Um, if you could let the people know um, where to find you and you know what's kind of going on in your life. All right, so I'm just I started just recently my Insta. Oh, I started that because I was on that cover of the magazine, so I thought I'm gonna jump into the Insta world. So yeah, um, <laughs> the my Insta yourself. Doc- yeah, yeah. So I started the. Um, my Dr. Amy Calvin Instagram. So I post some photos, but then sometimes you get so busy. I don't know, it's crazy. Um, and I work in Orange and we're locked down right now. <laughs> yeah, there's not too much we can do about this situation. And like we discussed a little bit earlier, it might not be um, going away anytime too soon, mate. Hey? But um, yeah, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Hope you have Bye. a good night.